New Zealand-based home renovation company, 6,593% ROAS. Sydney-based solar company, 2,700% ROAS. Hunter region-based bathroom renovation company, 5,616% ROAS. Melbourne-based building company, 13,182% return on ad spend. Adelaide-based solar company, 2,881% return on ad spend. Guys, the list goes on and on. If you are a trade-based business and you work with projects like roofing, solar, bathroom renovations, kitchen renovations, anything like that, head across to tradey.wiki forward slash pod for podcast. Tradey.wiki forward slash pod for podcast. Book in a conversation. It is game changing. As a tradesman, I found it quite hard to find information that was relevant to the trades that I could apply into business. When I went through TAFE, which is the Australian equivalent of college in the United States, The information we got there was not only dated, but it was completely not applicable to a modern business. If you can relate to that in any way whatsoever, then you're going to love the site shed. Giving tradies and contractors around the globe the tools to run a modern business. You're listening to Toolbox Talks from the site shed. Now here's your host, Matt Jones. Okay, so welcome to episode one of um, Understanding SEO, and we're joined in this series by Dave from Melbourne SEO Services. Um, I've asked Dave to uh, co-host this series with me, just so we can help uh, dispel a few of the myths and uh, get to the bottom of what's critical in SEO today uh, for uh, trade base and just business in general. Uh, it's a bit of a common buzzword, and um, I, know, I know we get a lot of inquiries as to you know the, what actually what SEO today really is. So uh, Dave has a um, Dave has a company down in Melbourne, and they specialise solely on SEO services. And um, I've asked him to come along today, and just I suppose enlighten us with a bit of his expertise. Dave and I have worked uh, with each other over the, in the past, and um, yeah, I've. Uh, I know they have a lot to offer in that space. So thanks for joining us today, Dave. Yeah, pleasure. Excited to be here and work through this series. Yeah, yeah, cool. Um, so I suppose, firstly, I might just ask you to give us uh, a little bit about your, a bit of background on uh, Melbourne SEO services. Yeah. So Melbourne SEO services helps small and medium-sized businesses get found online. Initially, it started off uh, with a real heavy focus on SEO and and what people think traditional SEO is, selecting keywords and building backlinks, those sorts of things. And as the search engines have started to evolve and uh, be much more encompassing, um, we're just finding what SEO actually is um, includes a lot of different disciplines. So we help businesses really with just their website presence and we help um, making sure that they've got a great website that Google loves. We make sure that they've got good content that engages a community and we help share that content around the web as well. So it's kind of a bit more well-rounded with the web presence than it used to be just traditional SEO. Yeah, cool. So for the listeners, uh, this series, we're going to discuss what I what I like to call the ecosystem of SEO and that encompasses website content sharing, content creation and content sharing slash syndication. Um, 
I suppose we share a very similar mantra uh, in that regard, Dave, um, in the space of, well, you know, you, your website should never really be treated as just a website. Like it, it's a, it's an ever growing organism that, you know, mm. can really serve as a marketing foundation for your business. And I like that about your material. You sort of, you sort of preach from the, from the same gospel. So over the years, I, I know SEO, well, I mean, it's forever changing, but especially in the last five years, it's changed a lot. What, what, are, what, are, what today do you consider, uh, or what, what is SEO in 2015? Um, SEO for, for us and the way that we look at it, it's really about making sure that your website provides a great user experience and follows Google's best practices and guidelines. So, um, and that can include a variety of different things, but it's, uh, search engine optimization, the word, when you break it down, uh, it's search engine optimization. You're optimizing the result of your website appearing in search engines. Now, one of the more commonly known one that everybody talks about is obviously Google, but there are also a lot of other search engines out there on the web as well. Like um, you would class YouTube as a search engine. It's a search engine for videos and uh, there are search engines built into different social media platforms as well. So it's about making sure that your website has the best chance of success of being found on those different platforms. And, th- and there are best practices for all of the different platforms. And we just want to make sure that as we're creating great content and sharing it, that we're, we're optimizing it for the platform that we're sharing it on. Okay. And I, we're going to dive into this a little bit deeper when we get to the sharing episode. Uh, however, just to give listeners a bit of a heads up, we are going to talk about where to create content and where it's a, where, where it's applicable to actually syndicate uh, that content uh, because, you know, you do see quite often people creating content in the wrong spaces. I see this a lot with, with in the trades anyway, you know, people relying entirely on you know, creating content on places like Facebook when realistically it might be smarter to do that on your website and then syndicate that out to Facebook. Yeah, I agree. It's, it all comes down to thinking about, where your target market is and it's about putting great quality content in front of that target market but when you're sharing it off your website you the the purpose of that is to get them back to your website so you always start with your website if you're going to create any great content it should always live and your main strategy starts with your website before you ever consider um building up a platform or a presence on these other platforms yeah exactly right so after this series is completed, what, is, what are some things that you would like listeners to be able to take away and, well, hopefully implement? <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I want people to understand that SEO is a process and there are step one, step two, step three that you go through to make sure that your website has a really good chance of getting found. I want them to understand that um, it's not a, a magic solution. It's not a button that you can press and magically overnight you're going to be ranking for all of these different keywords. Um, if you follow the process, though, and you do go through the getting your website right, creating great content, and then sharing it, when they work together, um, that's when you get the rewards. And, and the rewards are there. It just takes a bit of work to get there. Uh, and I think fr- from a web presence point of view, the reason it's worth doing, obviously, we want to get um, great traffic and rankings and rewarded by Google. Uh, we also, though, want to have a fantastic user experience. So when our clients and prospects visit our website, 
we're encouraging them to go ahead and pick up the phone or fill out the form and take that next action. And that's what I, I love seeing the way that the web has changed now. And Google's gotten so sophisticated with their algorithm that you're better off, um, you know, if, if you can't beat them, join them. And, and, and Google's main objective is to ensure that they have a great user experience and make sure that they provide their searches exactly what they're looking for when they're looking for it. And now, more than ever, um, the objectives of, of you, the business owner, are very much in line with what Google's after. So you're not just doing things to game the system. You're really doing it to serve your end user. And then as a result, you get rewarded. So as long as you understand that and, and you don't look for these, you know, little loopholes or, or magic bullets, um, then you're going to kind of set yourself up and, and build a website that's going to stand the test of time. Yeah, okay. All right, so let's just dive into um, the first part, which is the first part of um, understanding SEO with the website. Um, what is a modern website today? Yeah. And why, I suppose, have we chosen this as one, you know, the first part of this series? Yeah. Well, I, I think uh, the reason you need to start with the website first is because um, regardless of what strategies or tactics or platforms or different social media accounts you play on, um, it all comes back to the website. The whole purpose of playing on those different platforms is to get people back to your website so you can then either get them to opt in or fill out a form to engage with you and hopefully make a purchase of your product and your service. So that's why at the core of it, you always make sure your website's uh, as rock solid as it can be. And a, a modern website these days, um, there are a few terms and you've probably heard of them, the idea of a responsive website. I mean, a, a modern website looks great on all devices, whether it's a tablet, a mobile phone, whether it's your desktop, it, it needs to um, look great on every device. It needs to be quick loading. It needs to have a good design, makes it easy for the users to navigate around. And it needs to follow Google's best practices. And they, they're updating their best practices as well over time. So um, you, you really need someone to keep an eye on what those best practices are. And if you haven't had your website updated in the past two or three years, it's time to talk to your web designer and say, okay, we need to freshen up. We need to tune it up and make sure it's following um, what Google's looking for. That's a good point. And, and I suppose one of the one of the big changes that we've seen recently uh, in the Google landscape was the algorithm update to um, responsive design or mobile friendly, I should say, um, uh, websites. Can you just talk just a little bit about that quickly? Yeah, they had this update that uh, Google very rarely comes out and announces when they're about to do an update. It usually just happens and then the SEO community scrambles afterwards. Whereas this one, Google came out and said, hey, mobile is important. We're going to have an update. It got named in the industry Mobile Geddon. And when it first rolled out, it was probably a little bit overplayed um, in that everybody was expecting uh that if a website wasn't mobile responsive, that it would just completely disappear from the face of the internet and never be seen again. But um, what we saw was that Google really just started to give a bit of preference to those websites, particularly when you're searching on a mobile device, um, it would give preference to websites that were mobile friendly because it provided a good user experience for the end user. But as times progressed, we're starting that um, to see that now that Google's effectively said this is important to us, more and more sites are getting filtered out over time. So while the impact might not have been seen on the exact day that update rolled out, 
the signals are very clear from Google that if you're not mobile responsive, then they consider you you're um, not as necessarily relevant for someone searching on a mobile device. And I'd just like to add to that, um, especially with trade-based companies um, and, and more so the companies that uh, work in emergency services, having a mobile-friendly website is just absolutely critical because, put, for example, in a scenario where you know somebody might have a blocked drain in their home, they're not going to wait until they get back to their office or until they get into their house to look for somebody that can attend to that problem. They're going to jump on their phone straight away and they're going to be looking for someone that can get out there right now. So from a um, from an emergency service perspective, responsive design is just paramount. Agree. Couldn't agree more. Yeah. Okay. So why, why do businesses... I mean, we've touched on it briefly, but what, why do businesses need a website today? Um, the biggest thing is your prospects and your clients are looking for your presence online. Google recognized this. They had a, um, a report, actually, that they came out with called ZMOT, where uh, they call it the zero moment of truth. And there was an old marketing model that people used to call uh, use called the moment of truth. Now, Google recognized there is a, a new point in this marketing model where just before someone is deciding whether or not they're going to make a purchase of a product or service, what do they do? They go to Google and they they do some searches around that particular company or product. They look for reviews. They look at the website itself uh, and they're looking for your presence online. And and Google recognized that moment as what they call the zero moment of truth. It's the the point that um, is just prior to you actually making a purchasing decision. So with that in mind, and they recognize that really just buying behavior has changed now. You need to make sure that your website's there. And if it's not, and someone's looking online, they're either going to find you or they're going to find your competition because they are going to the web and you need to have a website that really builds up your brand and um, has enough proof on that website and, and does a really good job of selling your products and your services um, that people go, yes, this is a company that I want to do business with. Yeah, very interesting. It's almost it, it's almost like I'm listening to one of my um, workshops in repeat here because one of the <laughs> one of the big things that that um, that we preach to our customers is the fact that in in 2015, 80 percent of your clients, if they see you drive past with your logo on your door or your phone number on your door, they're 80% more likely to Google you before they call the number that's right in front of their face. Exactly. I mean, <laughs> it's when you're sitting in traffic and you're looking at that trade on the back of a car, um, you might make note of it and then you'll go have a look at the website a little bit later. Yeah. Like, it's just, it's just the way that people buy now. Yeah, true. I mean, I do it all the time and I'm not alone. So, okay, I mean, I suppose there's there's dozens and dozens of reasons why you should have a website, but primarily it's a branding, it, it, it's a branding tool, it's social proof, um, it's it's a way that, you know, your customers can, it's a place where your customers can go and get information about your business. And and as well, I know in a lot of cases for um, our, our, our clients, our, our uh, uh, trade-based clients, the um, one of the main benefits of a website as well. It's like a, it's a showroom. So yep. 
it, it's where they can go and they, you know, customers can see projects that they've done or they can, you know, see, um, clients that they've worked for that may be in similar situations and relate to them. So in a real low risk fashion as well, like if I pick up the phone and call a company, I'm, I feel like I'm about to start chatting with a salesman and maybe I'm not quite ready to make that purchase just yet. And I just want to have a look, you know, I just I want to look around the showroom and decide if it's going to be right for me before I chat with someone. So it's a chance to pre-sell your prospects and answer as many questions as you can. So by the time they pick up the phone, they're not calling up to ask you, how much the service is or have you sell them on why they should do business with you. They're really picking up the phone to say, look, I've already done my research. I want to work with you. Let's book you in. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So we've touched on, I suppose, some of the essentials for a modern website. Firstly um, is mobile friendliness and well, more to the point, I suppose, responsive design. I mean, we don't really uh, encourage mobile websites these days. We just do everything on responsive design. I know, um, I read an article a little while back from Matt Cutts, uh, the engineer from Google, and he was saying, yeah, responsive design are, are more favorable right. because it's one it's one website. It's not two, effectively two websites. Do you have any thoughts on that? Yeah. I mean, you, you need to be just doing it on the one because a tradie or any business owner, they don't have time or, you know, it costs extra money and expense to try and uh, manage two websites. So if you have one website that responds good on all devices, you make a change on one and then it updates on everything. Uh, and as long as you have the, the key different, um, you just have to think about what someone might be asking or looking for when they come to your website. Obviously, you, you list out about your services. You want to have an About Us page that talks about you and why you're different and someone why, why they'd want to work with you. You want to have very easy contact details. You want to have um, some reviews potentially, you know, some of the clients and things you worked on. If you tick those main sort of essentials, then you're kind of on the right track. And some companies, they might require different things that are particular to their um, particular industry. Uh, for example, let's say you had a whole lot of physical bricks and mortar stores. You might have a store locator on there. Uh, or it's, it's really just thinking about what are the questions that your prospects are asking prior to them actually doing business and use your website as a chance to answer those questions. I'm glad you actually brought that up because I suppose when we, we do trade websites day in, day out, and there's a lot of things that we do, it's so automated now, we don't even think about it. And that's a good point that you made there. Um, like from, from the list, for, for, for you listeners out there anyway, um, you know, having things like making it super easy uh, for your customers to find you uh, is very important and we sort of have that automated into the way we build these websites but for those guys that you know aren't clients of ours or yours for that matter Dave you know it is important that you do capitalize on um, focusing your website around your customers needs not necessarily or pretty much in any case what you think they need but what they actually need yeah exactly Cool. Okay, so there's different companies that require different features on websites, and we see this very often. Um, a maintenance-based company uh, with an emergency service often requires a lot of different um, features than, say, a company that does, you know, project-to-project um, style work. So, you know, for example, a builder that does uh, domestic or commercial developments uh, will require quite a different website to a uh, an electrician that does maintenance-based work. Um, 
Some of the essentials remain true across the board, and I would say they would definitely be your uh, responsive design and some form of lead capture. Um, however, I suppose what I wanted to ask you, Dave, was from a content point of view, um, how they might differ from company to company based yeah. on, on, on the type of work they do. Yeah, I think um, every business is unique, so you, you need a different strategy. So you need someone who understands the digital landscape and then can tailor based on all of the different um, methods and tools out there to get that best result. So, for example, um, the emergency um, locksmith who comes out uh, and helps someone get back into their house because they lock their keys out or out of their place of business, that person needs to have extremely easy contact details. It needs to look great on the mobile. There needs to be a click to call button. So, you click a button and then you can call them. Whereas someone, let's say that you were building a big property development, the um, the cycle or, or the amount of research that might go into prior to making a decision whether or not you want to work with a company, there's going to be a lot more research there. Whereas, you know, the locksmith, I've got a problem, come and unlock the door right now. The property person, okay, well, I want to understand more about you. So for the latter, you might include something like uh, an autoresponder sequence where someone might opt in for a piece of content and over a longer period of time might get uh, educated about what it is that that provider could offer. But that that wouldn't make sense for the emergency locksmith guy because um, people just want someone to come and fix their problem right now. So, I mean, that's just one example and there's a whole host of them and touched briefly on store locators and um, there are a lot of different automation tools out there and ways to make it easy. Another one could be a, a booking form. Uh, some businesses you might um, want someone to literally be on the website, select a time that's right for them, enter in their details and book someone to come out and they do it straight off the website. But that might not be applicable for everyone. So it's, yep. it's, it's hard to give too many rules or examples. I mean, we've got a, a basic framework that has always come back to this idea of, uh, what is your prospect looking for and then making the process as easy as possible for them. But you have to get into the mind of that prospect to be able to answer that question. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. And so if I have my website built with SEO best practices uh, employed, what what can I expect to see as a result of that? Yeah, I think uh, just having the website following the best practices on its own um, you'll get a few benefits. Uh, following best practice, it's about having a good user experience. So you can expect to see if you're already getting traffic through to a website, you could expect to see that traffic convert a little bit more highly. Um, if you're in a very low competition space and you're going after some longer tail geographic terms, I, I'm going to get a little bit uh, technical there, but let's just say you added in a, a location-based keyword in with whatever the service is that you provide. If it's low competition, you might pick up a few wins there, but really where the magic comes alive uh, with um, getting your website right is, again, when when it connects with these other two areas, like first you get your website right, then you get your content right, and then you start sharing it. And once all of them work together, that's when you'll start to see more traffic, better visibility online, and ultimately more people picking up the phone and calling you. Yeah, okay. All right, well, let's – Um. so do you think we've missed anything here from the website uh, point of view, Dave? No, I don't think so. I mean, just that takeaway, and I mentioned it right at the start, just 
thinking in terms of how important your website is, just remember and recognize how important it is for your prospects and making sure that if you haven't updated your website in the last two or three years, a lot has changed. You need to make sure that the website's been updated and I'd recommend that you give the website regular attention, like get it regularly tuned up, just like you would a car. You're not going to let a car run for years without getting a service. It's the same for a website as well. You have to get it serviced and make sure that it's running smoothly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I suppose that's that pretty much sums it up. I'd like to maybe add to that the fact that the SEO on the website is not a destination, it's a process. So um, building, as you mentioned, building that uh, foundational product from the beginning so that it's sustainable and scalable uh, is really paramount and it, and, it, and it really feeds into the next two um, episodes that we're going to talk about, um, that being, of course, content creation and then content sharing and syndication. So having that platform built initially um, is 100% the first step and it really it really does pay to invest in getting, in, invest in getting that done uh, correctly from the onset. Perfect. Love it. Okay, cool. Well, let's wrap up this episode. Um, that was great. We uh, certainly got to the bottom of everything that I wanted to discuss there. Uh, coming up in the next episode, uh, Dave and I are going to talk about uh, the king of the internet, which is content creation. So stay tuned, listeners, and we will um, be back with the next episode shortly. You've been listening to Toolbox Talks by The Site Shed. For more great content just like this, head across to thesiteshed.com and join the amazing community of savvy trade-based business owners. Thanks for tuning in, guys. I hope you enjoyed that podcast. Please, if you did, head across to iTunes and leave us a review. We would very much appreciate that. Anyway, if you are a project-based trade business and you work in solar or bathroom renovations or kitchen renovations or roofing or something along those lines, and you would like to see some of the results that we've been showcasing in our marketing on for your business, thousands of percent return on ad spend, 2,000, 3,000, 5,000, 7,000, 13,000% return on ad spend, please head across to tradey.wiki forward slash pod for podcast. That's tradey.wiki forward slash pod for podcast. It will be well worth the conversation and I can't wait to chat with you. Ciao.